This is Hard Tackle. All right, everybody, big up. You don't know, say Hard Tackle is the baddest podcast out of Jamaica. Dan Cards there with the entire crew, Mateo, Taj, Sampleman, and Craig. Uh, we'll start off with the biggest match over the weekend. City versus Liverpool was a very disappointing match for Liverpool and Liverpool supporters. Uh, Craig, you share the same sentiments? Uh, hard, hard, hard pill to swallow, brother. Um, yeah, man, I totally um, agree, Kadim. It was very, a very hard pill to swallow for me. Um, I know that we haven't been in the best shape due to injuries and forum and all of that. Um, we've been losing games to teams that we shouldn't be losing to and drawing games. So I didn't go into this game with, a lot, with any confidence, but being a Liverpool fan, I still had an ounce of hope. And that was completely dismantled and disintegrated today. Um, we just have to be realistic here. City is a very informed team, the most informed team in the in the Premier League right now. And I don't know why, but for some reason I went in with some hope. I guess it's just you know, just being a Liverpool fan. And I mean, a couple of games ago we could say, you know, it's at home, it's at Anfield, Anfield it's a fortress. But I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, we're in a very, very desperate state. We have no centre box. We had no centre box, natural centre box. We've been using our midfielders, and that has caused a domino, a negative domino effect in the team. Because taking the midfielders out of the out of the mid middle, putting them into the defence. Personally, I think the midfield is the spine of any team. Once you control that, you have a better chance of winning games. And taking our two defend our two midfielders who are the best tacklers in the middle to me. Putting him in the centre back that could work for a while because we didn't have have any choice. We didn't have any other option. We got two centre backs on the final day of the transfer window. I know that Klopp is not a coach who usually throw anybody in right as you get them, but we, like I said, we're desperate. If that was a goalkeeper and we had no goalkeeper, we we would have to play him. So I think you should have applied that same approach. We don't have any centre backs. Put on if if it's even just one of them, and put either Henderson or Fabinho. Yeah, but so whoever the centre back period was, they made zero mistakes today. No, it's not. Fabina made a mistake. Leading to a goal? No, but it was a mistake right. nonetheless. And I'm saying that once you take these players out of their natural position, tell me tell me one midfielder in um on the field who can tackle like a Fabina or a Henderson. There's none. What was so the score take, when Alice made the first mistake leading to the goal? It was 2-1. But what I'm saying is. When you don't have that, when you don't have that core anymore, we thrive off that pressing and that tackling from up the front line. We don't have that, and we don't have that in the middle. The players in the front line have to be looking, have to be focusing behind them, saying, "Yeah, we probably have to cover because we don't have Fabian and Henderson there." And then the players in the middle probably saying that because they don't have Van Dijk and Gomez in the back. So it's just a whole negative domino effect for me. All right, respect for that sample. Now, what's your take on this match from both sides? I entered, well, I was going into the match. I was pessimistic based on the previous big results in the Premier League. I was saying Guardiola would have been more cautious. He was to an extent. But um, City City went about their usual style. They, lots of possession. But wait, but um, Liverpool got into the game a bit in, late into the second half. Late into the first, first half, sorry. And I would say... They should have capitalized, but they were just spot locks. They were they were just some some lucky shots, most of them outside the box. So they would have had the clearest chances. And then Guardiola would have done his Guardiola thing, dressing room, everybody come out attacking, and then Salah 
Salon in gimmicks, are real germs, you know. Man, get the penalty, feel good, team job done for you, And then, City just dominate for, for the rest of the match. But, so, but I mean, if you not lose to Bernie, Bernie, it was Bernie at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you not lose yeah, to Bernie yeah. at home, it shouldn't be surprising that City would get the, get the victory in hindsight. But, you know, Guardiola, Guardiola when, it, when it comes to big games, you can't even predict the starting eleven, so I was expecting a, a tighter game. So this was a bit unexpected, but looking back, not so much. When when Alisson made his first error, the match was the match was one hour. The match was one hour when Alisson made his 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 first error, and that led to the Gundogan goal in the seventy third minute. So up to the seventy second minute, the match was still one hour, and I don't think Liverpool was outplayed. I'm, I'll be honest with you. Yes, we have injuries. I don't think you can blame injuries for this result. Maybe it's an indirect effect in, but but then again, we don't have any injuries in the goalkeeper section. That boils down to just concentration. Available players were there for Alisson to, to pass out to not once, not twice, maybe even three times. And you make the same mistake over and over again. It just tells you that something is wrong inside of the camp. As I said, maybe it's an indirect effect of not having your top central defender or, or not having any centre-back or anything. But I just don't see how if you have Sergio Ramos and Koulibaly in front of Alisson right there, him don't make the mistake. Him, is the mistake cost us too much today? Point blank and simple. Yeah. Um, may I say something? Yeah, man, got you. All right. I'm not saying that Alisson didn't make those mistakes. You know? I'm not saying that they didn't cost us the game. You know? But this is just one game. It's been a pattern. It's it has been a pattern. We're using our midfielders in centre back, bro. It has been a pattern. This has caused a negative domino effect on the team. I get what you're saying because even in the part where I think Taji asked ask me what I think about the match, I'm gonna say honestly, even if we lose the match, but we put in a good performance and no mistake, but alright. Yeah. So it's not that I'm just looking at this one game, you know, bro. I'm looking at the the, the 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 pattern of games that we've been playing for a while now. It has been a it, it has caused a negative effect in the team, brother. And as I said, we are in a desperate state. In my book, we don't have any natural defenders prior to the last day of the transfer window. You got them, use them. I'm not saying use them because they are going to be better there, you know. I'm saying use them so we can have the midfielders in their right foot position and the midfield can be better. I'd rather have the midfield good and the attack good than the midfield and the defense is not good. But I guess we damage, never know. It's, 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 it's just damage control for me at this point. It's just top four. Making top four right now and trying to put together a run for Champions League. Yo, I'm too ambitious for that thing. Get too no, spoiled from Liverpool. Remember, you start off with this and you say we have to have hope. And as Liverpool fan, you know, say we got through what, 30 years of just working and finally pay yeah. off. I'm not exactly. going back to that. <laughs> so they need to step up. <laughs> Chelsea, man, I know you, you, you can't wait for talk about this. The people in here are gone. I think Chong has a great point when it comes to the, the defenders. Um, I, I could understand Klopp not wanting to throw them in the deep end against City, but the fact of the matter is that you can't you can't have a midfielders in defense. Um, I know I know you said uh, Fabinho's 
mistake didn't lead to a goal, but it very nearly did. Gundogan doesn't normally miss penalties, so so that, that would have easily been a, a goal. And I think that the mistake... I think Henderson also made a mistake on the first goal that Liverpool conceded. He got drawn to the ball and left Gundogan in space. So when the ball went to Gundogan, he had the, the freedom of the of, of, of the six-yard box to pick his spot. So in hindsight, Klopp probably should have at least tried out Kabak since he since since Kabak is in a is, um, played in the Bundesliga higher league and he he would have just, he would have been playing week in week out before before today. You should probably just giving him the chance at centre-back. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing with hindsight. Hindsight will always be 100% correct, you know, because if he started with either or both of Abak and or Davis and either of them made a mistake, you guys will be slaughtering them now and saying, why clap play him and him not cycling at the side So no, hindsight, and, no. and, you, and you can't wrong me. You can't wrong me. So hindsight will always be um, 2020 as them say, 100% clear. No, we would have cost them, so they're not good, but we wouldn't cost clubs uh, saying free them in the deep end. Because exactly. you, you, need, you need the defenders. Uh, that's what that's the whole reason you bought them. No, but that logic don't make sense. You're going to cost them and say they're not good, yet still you say a while ago they need defenders. So you can't curse them and it's a necessity. No, but what I'm saying, what you're saying is is that if club had played them and they made a mistake, we would be saying club shouldn't touch them in the um shouldn't touch them in the deep end. And I'm saying we would not be saying that. We would never criticize Klopp for getting a defender and playing the defender when you need clearly need defenders. So, exactly, Matthew. Well said. Well said, Matthew. That's what I'm saying. We need the defenders. We have defenders. Play them. We can't... It To me, it can't get any worse. You know? So it's like you have nothing to lose. You know? That's your only option. So just do it. We've been trying the midfielders in the back. It hasn't been working. It hasn't been working. So just do it. Yeah, but I, I really believe that um, Liverpool's uh, next match, you're going to see it up at least one centre-back. and Because that, that is our way to Leicester, I think the 13th of February. So that's the day before Valentine's Day. Right, this week, Saturday. So I think you're going to either say or both one of those centre-back pairings. Anything else anybody so, wants to say on Liverpool match? No, I just want to reiterate what you were saying. This was really an Alisson. I don't know what happened to him today. I mean, if it was Adrian, you guys would be crucifying Adrian right about. I mean, that was an Adrian kind of performance. Karius, bring back, bring it back to Karius. I don't know what he was doing. Klopp said that he probably he probably got cold feet. I don't understand how he has been in so many big games for you guys in the past and come up trumps. But that was just a terrible day for a goalkeeper. <laughs> I mean, the first yeah. mistake you can say, all right, fine. But then the, but the two times, two, two times. times after that, and even the Foden goal, and I think he could have done better now because he he. he I know, I know Foden kicked the ball very hard and he flew past him, but he actually went, he actually knelt down and the ball went over him. I actually haven't seen any goals after 3-1. I like off the TV after that. <laughs> and men I watch no reviews. I but, didn't see anyone, any goal after 2-1. I turned it off right there and there. All right. So another exciting match that happened in EPL was... No, uh, sorry. Before, before, you go on, before you go on, we have to, I, I have to just big up Gundogan. And Foden, they played great today. City had a great performance. I mean, other than Diaz, brain fart. That was an exceptional performance from City at Anfield to deal with Liverpool like that without even a recognised striker. So this is just looking like City's league right now. It has quickly become a one-horse race, in my opinion. I don't think Manu have the stamina to keep up with them. And I think the Premier League is over, basically. Can give it to City from now. And shout out to Chelsea, who are just one point behind Liverpool right now. Uh, so comparing Chelsea's progress with, 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 with one of Liverpool's is... worst run, 
someone like a Chelsea fan to me. I, I, I mean, I why but, uh, Manchester United was a three-hour draw at Old Trafford. A very exciting three-hour draw uh, with Everton. Uh, DCL with the equalizer. Well, you know, at the 91st or 92nd minute or something like that. Very late. Uh, what you take from that? Typical Manchester United. Um, it's what I said from the, the last podcast that what is, what's going to fail Manchester United is their defense and defensive errors. They don't have a, they don't have an issue when it comes to attacking. They, they are very good at counter-attacking team. So they will score goals more or less in most matches, but um, the defense, Jesus have mercy, the defense, Maguire and all these people. Yeah, uh, this is this is the problem with Manchester United, in my opinion. Um, talented attackers, Cavani, Rashford, even Martial, uh, Bruno, of course, is a general. Um, and by the way, Bruno, terribly underrated, best Portuguese baller right now. Um, yes, so... But um, yeah, the defense is the problem. That that's um, that is the issue. All right, uh, Mate, you share the same sentiments. Not Bobuna being the best Portuguese baller. And no, that's Bo- not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Manchester United match versus Everton three. Uh, you never hear that part. I just heard the Portuguese part. <laughs> I right, right. easy for drought. For that match, um, yeah, I share the same sentiments. Manu, I mean, this is a story of Manu. They have a great attacking, um, they have great attacking players, but that defense is gonna be their downfall. That that defensive performance was terrible, and Everton didn't actually play well. They didn't play well, but it was just sloppy from United to concede the goals that they conceded, even the last phase of the game to concede that free kick right there and, and even the concession of the goal. That was always very sloppy. And this is this is my thing with United why I don't think they can win. Every time I mean they're just coming off of a nine nil thrashing of a team and they come in. They played what, a good Southampton. No but Southampton has played well this season. So you can't say it, it, was, it was Southampton. But, uh, nine nine men Southampton. Well, there were, there were nine men in the very last part. It was really ten men that they did it to. But anyway, um, this is my thing with United. They they always show flashes of brilliance, and they can they can turn a game on its head any out of nowhere. There are players that can of quality that can win their matches. But when 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 they need to grind out results the most, they always most of the time that they, 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 they don't do it. And this is why I don't think they have the legs. Yeah, man. So I agree with um Taji. Typical Manchester United. Typical, typical, typical. I expected a draw. Um, couldn't predict the scoreline, but I expected a draw. And I also agree with Javarin. Um, Manchester United, didn't, they don't deserve any praises. I don't know how Mate are talking so highly of Manchester United. I do agree that they have quality players, quality attacking players that can win them games on any given day. However, they don't have a coach. They don't have any defenders. I don't know why Maguire even have a captain, captain Armsborn around his hand. Who in their right mind would ever do that? Only Ole, and that's why it's, he's not even a coach. He's a PE teacher at least. And I'm saying it now, Manchester United probably won't even finish in the top four because they're not ready. All right, that's a very bold prediction to make. Yeah, uh, but I'm saying more than likely it's possible that they'll finish in the top four because it's not about absolute quality, but the strength of the others around you. And if everybody else about, you have to just work with it. So more than likely they'll finish in the, in the top four, see Champions League and the usual. Right, right. Now they're second in the table. 
um, five points behind City, albeit City have a game in hand, but a side that is currently outside of the top four is, is Chelsea. Uh, praises yeah. for, for Tuchel's performance and, and the Chelsea boys' performance to the Matteo. Another untested game. I wouldn't say praises in terms of it wasn't a good game. Chelsea didn't outplay Sheffield. Sheffield actually had a lot of chances. On any given day, they could have they could have beaten us today. But after so the grit from the side, the grit from the side was very was very evident today. And uh, I mean, we can't see that goal, but it was a Rudiger own goal. And uh, I just think the team is just chugging along. They're just chugging. I mean, Tuka is. Pick and choose in different, different players. Today, Chilwell started over Alonso. He benched Hudson Adoy that was starting from he, from he came in. There was no Pulisic. He started Giroud up top again. So he is just getting a tune out of this team. He's trying to find out, settle on his starting 11, but at the same time, we're still winning. So I think it's ominous for the rest of the league that we are still picking up points, even though he doesn't even know the players um, that well as yet. So when he, he said the rest of the league, which clubs are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about Liverpool, who is now looking over their shoulders, one point ahead of us. Leicester, <laughs> only four points ahead of us. And even United is, is within our in our reach. The only team I think we can catch at this point is Manchester City. So I think it's looking great for Chelsea. Um, we just we so just looking team. for at least a second place finish. This yeah, season. man. Anyhow, Timo Werner just yeah, show second place medals. Half of what old at Leipzig last season, half of the player that we all know, the striker we all know, Timo Werner is. Anyhow, him just fine. Half of the season of gone already. You really think him going to find that back for the next half? Chelsea play Arsenal the second time already? No. Oh, they're probably going to lose again. No, we're not going to lose against Arsenal again. Chelsea we have Lampard have, as, as Chelsea, a coach anymore. Chelsea playing at home to Arsenal on the 12 of me. But I like, I like how, I like, I mean, I, I'm not, I, was, I wasn't impressed with the performance, but I like that we're picking up points again and the future look bright. That's all I can say. You can't say it for now because this is just the honeymoon period, you know, and you haven't really faced, these sides you're supposed to beat and face it. Lampard got the sack because he wasn't eating the sides he was supposed to be beating. So it, at least it's, it's, an, it's an improvement on Lampard. Uh, Spurs, welcome back. Hurricane today, and they run out two nil winners versus uh, West Brom. That West Brom side is just god awful. All right, so that wraps it up for um, the English Premier League. Going over to the Bundesliga now, uh, the match we have to mention because uh, it's a little lime sto- uh, It's a little highlight for the big bad Jamaican star Reggae boys. Um, Leon Bailey, uh, he had a goal and an assist versus Stuttgart in that 5-2 win, carrying his goal contributions to 20 for the season, 11 goals and 9 assists. Is he, is he on, on, on track to maybe become top 2 or top 3 reggae boy ever? I think he already is the best reggae boy ever. I don't think any player we have ever had in our history that has represented the reggae boys has more talent than Liam Bailey. None has ever reached these heights. None has ever been categorized as one of the best young players in, in, in a top five league. No, none of our reggae boys has ever. I mean, you can say that they didn't get the opportunity and so on and so forth. I always hear about Walter Boyd and, and Anandilo and those people. But right now, on pure talent alone, and 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 an ability, I think Liam Bailey is the best footballer to ever wear 
a reggae boy shirt. Without a doubt. Yeah, man, no, no doubt, no doubts, no doubts. In my and mind. all of the man them agree with that. Yeah, man, completely agree, hundred percent. Can't. I wasn't. I wasn't really around in um Theodore Whitmore's time, but um he has World Cup goals. So I don't know. Well, let's see. Still, it's it's possible. I think it's um potentially Leon Bailey can definitely be the best um Jamaican baller ever. But I'm not a Sith. So I don't I like. Don't to want, I don't want to say that definitively. Yeah, definitely. And I'm a fan of talking in absolute, especially in a sport as football. It's not like Chuck and Peter who said this man definitively is, is the fastest man alive. Especially for the reggae boys that who, who actually qualified for the World Cup. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. From I agree. So I, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what Leon Bailey do with the the national team. I think it all boils down to what he's going to do with the rest of his um young career because, I mean, to be one of the greats, you don't have to always be putting in spectacular performances, but you have to always be consistent. And yeah. so far for this season, he's showing that he can be consistent. But we'll see what the big baller can do. Bayern with a, a one nil win away to Hertha Berlin there after the club World Cup Finals. I think they're in action um tomorrow, actually. Uh, Gladbach with a 2-1 loss at home. Dortmund away. No, they didn't win. Again, a 2-1 loss. Uh, so after 20 matches played with most of the Bundesliga sides, no surprises there. Bayern on top, 48 points. And Leipzig second on 41 points. And we're going over to Italy right now where title race is still heating up a little bit. AC Milan uh, 4-0 over Crotone. Rebic and Ibra with two doubles there. Uh, Inter Milan with a 2-0 win. Away to Fiorentina and Juventus. Uh, they're creeping up. They're creeping up. Only one win, only one loss, rather, in the last so say, seven or eight matches with one game in hand versus an out-of-form Napoli who lost 2-1 uh, away to Genoa. And if we never big up the big boss for his birthday last week, well, I give the man the opportunity. No, yeah. happy birthday, Neymar. Bless up Neymar, Neymar. Yo, them better sick. Yo, bless up the greatest ever. <laughs> CR7. Them yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. And I oh, heard yeah. someone saying that them share birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. The, 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 the biggest Portuguese player. I never know Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo drop out. He must dead for said him something. Drop off. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Yeah, mu- mu- yeah sick. <laughs> Get up on a quick man. On oh, the easy for drought. <laughs> Christi, um, CR7 Cristiano Ronaldo scored a brilliant goal in that win versus Roma. Clutch goal out of nowhere. Roma was dominating the match and Christy just said, no way. Collected Roma the wasn't ball. dominating that match. Dominating. Collected the ball. Collected the ball. Watch, do you watch that match? Yeah, just... <laughs> watch that match or you just talking? Because I watched Ro- that match. Roma was yeah, dominating. Watch match. Clearly Martin I watched the match. Roma was dominating up until the point that Cristiano scored that goal. And then they I don't really know. agree with you, Matthew. Yo, how I much how much men this pay? How much men this pay? How, how much men this? But that's what I know. That's what I know. And and I just want to share just a quick stat for the for for, for, for our listeners out there. All right, so Christian Ronaldo, ever since he turned 30, he has scored 300 goals in 326 games. Ever since his 30th birthday, he has scored more goals than Alan Shearer scored in his entire career. Just let that sink in. Not sure what to do with that bit of information. It shows how great he has been and how great he continues to be. Basking it, Kadim. Basking it. Shows the number of goals he scored. I don't know about that. Isn't that what football is about? 
But since we're talking about goals still, I think at a important point. Really? Uh, we don't care watch a 90-minute match then. We just watch the highlight. That's all good. <laughs> we, are, we all watch games to see goals, bro. Goals alone? Yeah, and how they score the most. And even walk up with the you kids. Want to, you want to sit down and watch, and watch goalless games? If the game is good, the game is good. Can't be good. With, can't, you need that icing on the cake, brother. Goals. I'm on too much icing, not, not, not good for your diabetes. I don't think I heard. All right, so the title race really hot over in Italy. AC Milan still leading the way. Most historic club in Italy. And the K1 won 49 points. And their, their neighbours, second and 47 points. Juventus with a game in hand versus Napoli. I think that's going to play next week, exactly also. Um, on 42 points. All right, so we're done with Italy right now. Zin, and we're going over to Spain. Uh, Madrid with a boy, they work hard for that for that two and win. Big up to Rafael Varan who got both the last, goals. Place, the last place. But a win, a win is a win, you know. Mm-hmm. And not because a side is twentieth or bottom of the league, meaning say them can win or put up a fight. So True, but this day, side will be relegated. At the, at the end of the day, you have to beat whoever put in front of you know but you, true you guys remember you guys remember Sun, Sudal, um, Sunderland and Wigan from back in the day every time when they come around to this point in time when they're about to get relegated then you should just start play like yeah and then and they used to just escape relegation every single year then used, and, and, until the bottom finally fell out but yeah, yeah exactly Real Madrid struggled unnecessarily against his bottom players team and Varane came up trumps Sergio Ramos is actually injured for them now so I kind of worrying for Madrid at this point in time Hazard just got another injury as well so not looking good that side of the that side of Spain plus uh, Atleti um, with because they haven't played as yet they're playing tomorrow that with two so that's two games in hand uh, seven points but Barcelona trying to reel them back in with a very um, entertaining match versus uh, Real Betis winning 3-2. Sample, give us a little brief description of that match. Well, honestly, I was playing FIFA and I was buying cryptocurrency while the match was happening. But um, Messi didn't start, so it took some some impetus from him in the second half. Why he didn't so, start? I don't know. You have to ask Kuman. But more than likely, it's to, to give him some rest. And which doesn't make sense because Betis away is usually a tricky match. So apparently, whoever was supposed to do the, his homework, didn't give him enough pages. So Messi had to came, Messi had to come on for the second half. Some heroics. But otherwise, at the usual, well, that's a game where you have to be, where you have to survive mini heart attacks for 90 minutes. So, which is why I say, it's not just football, it's not just about goals, you know, even though that, even though it's a lot of stress more, while unnecessary stress. I wish I had a, a different hobby. Because this is not worth it more while. My heart hurt me. Why is your heart hurting you? I'm embarrassed. Maybe why my heart hurting me. I don't want to team of struggle. As in, and with the collective that we have, we should be doing better. We should definitely be doing better. But I think it's just the early form, the, 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 the early season form. That yeah, we're in February. So the early season form back on from when the season just started because if you're looking at the matches, Barca has not lasted a match since the 5th December. That don't mean nothing. So, yeah, we don't know, say, you're miserable at the world. No, 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 I'm not miserable, brother. That doesn't mean nothing. PSG, hopefully, all right, please, Neymar, go and see your sister. It's February now, go and see your sister and your family. Wind up on them at Brazil, party with COVID, whatever that COVID is, and just miss the match. All right, so I think it's safe to say that I think Mateo don't say that City going to win the EPL. Uh, I think it's much easier to say who is going to win La Liga. 
Uh, Atletico, 150 points. Again, I said two games in hand above uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid, who are both on 43 points. A little classical happened over um, in France, a club in distress. I remember a couple of weeks ago on the pod, I said that Marseille, I don't even know if they're a club right now. And they were, they were asking me what I mean. This is what I mean with the turmoil that's happening with their fans, their owners. AVB has left uh, PSG 1-2-0 in them yard, in them house uh, today. But PSG is not the leaders in France. The leaders in France after 24 matches is Lille Talent Factory. 54 points. Uh, Lille's form has been uh, very good. Very good going back to um, late November up to current this morning. They only have one loss in the league. So they have some good form there. Yeah, so we're just going to end this pod here with just the performer and flop of the week. And I know some of the names you're going to hear um, over and over. Uh, I'll just start. Regrettably, he was even on my bench for FPL. And Ilkay Gundogan, a very versatile player. Uh, even though with, with the penalty miss. Missing a penalty in a match like that and coming back to score and rally back to score two goals, uh, it take balls. It take balls. And I thought he did uh, really well. And on the opposite side of that spectrum, Allison did not do well. And he is, I don't need to say anything. Lee said the better. So. All right. So congrats to Pep Guardiola for managing 14 consecutive victories. That's a personal record. Also congrats to Gudnagan for stepping up scoring when, he's, when he needs to. Although he's doing more goal scoring than midfielding, but such is the game. Um, flop, um, possibly Jeff Greaves for aggravating um, Klopp previous to the match, asking some ridic- some ridiculous questions as English, as English commentators are want to do. As in, as a top team, as one of the richest clubs in the world, isn't Liverpool supposed to aspire for victory? The man asking him questions as if, all right, you're, you're a couple points behind, but you're supposed to still aspire, right? You're supposed to still, not necessarily OB at the team in first place, but hope say you can win your remaining matches and overtake them. So the commentators they need for, they need for going better. As yeah. we always I say, uh, Matteo, give your flop and your performer at the week we're just doing over the weekend. All right, the, the, the flap would have been Allison, but I'm not go go too deep into that. Um the other flap I have to have to bring out is Bednarek, Jan Bednarek, who has had the, the most terrible week. First you can see the nine against United scoring her own goal and also and also um gave away a penalty. And now he had he scored another own goal in, in Southampton's last against Newcastle. So in one week he has one goal. And, and a penalty conceded and also a red card. So this has been a very terrible week for him. And in terms of performance of the week, I have to give it to Gundogan, who is really making sure City is not missing De Bruyne at this point in time. They're not they're not missing a beat without De Bruyne because he has stepped up his mantle. He, he was signed as a holding midfielder above anything else. And now he's 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 becoming like a like a, a box-to-box midfielder in a way where he is popping up in in great positions in the in the penalty area to score some really incisive and really important goals for City to keep them chugging along. I mean, without a striker, they need somebody to, to score the goals, and Gundogan is doing that for them at this point moment in time. And I also wanted to show to 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 um Phil Foden 
Guardiola once described him as the best talent he has ever worked with. I, I don't believe him, but this is a great talent. Great talent, and the future looks bright for, for Foden if he continues with this form. All right, so my flop of the week. Unfortunately, along, um, Alison can't miss out in this category, but apart from Alison, um, I give it to the entire Manchester United team, specifically the back line. Um, you can be at home leading 2 0. And you're supposedly in a title race just coming off of a 9-0 victory. And you end up drawing a game 3-0 at home to Everton. That just not cut it for me. Um, my top performer of the week, I'm going over to Italy, actually. And I have to give it to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, the man has been very consistent. As much as I'd hate to say it, you know, you have to call a spade a spade. So I give my top performer of the week to Zlatan. Uh, you know, Paul Hartaka yeah. will only deal with unbiased. Opinions, right. respect for that great. Tajay, go ahead and give us yeah. and finish yeah. it off and give away your yeah. top performer and uh, flop for the week. All right. Um, my top performers for the week, one is Zlatan, just as as Chung said. Um, Zlatan was excellent. Um, breaking records again. I think now he had, he had two goals over the weekend, two spectacular goals. And we can't, we can't take away the fact that he's, he's, up in, he's up there in age and still performing, which is not something that we should take like lightly. He's doing three it. active players that have scored at least 500 goals and Zlatan is one minute for the next two. Exactly. So um, he was definitely a performer for the week. And my second performer for the week, I'm sorry, this is not, this is not biased, but it has to be Lionel Messi who showed once again that Barcelona needed him. He didn't start today and the team just was in shambles. Griezmann looked lost. The attackers looked lost. And as soon as they put him on in the, the second half, he scored and then started changing the game completely. And it's, it's, it's just spectacular. Um, I want to give Foden uh, as well, but I have to choose those two of them. Um, my flop of the week is, is Allison. And wow, imagine I was, I was being very charitable to him in the, with the, with the first goal, the, the deflection, because I thought it wasn't his fault. Um, but then in the second half, yeah, he was, he, he just created um, Liverpool's problems for them and um, was proved to be the weak link to them. So he was the flop of the week, in my opinion. All right. So everybody, we don't know, say, upon, upon, upon heart tackle, we only deal with top performers. And if we do that and reach the top of the charts, we're going to need all your guys' help, you know? So listen upon Apple, listen upon Google, listen upon on Anchor, where you can leave a review, where you can leave a rating. Do that. Spotify, do the things. Pass, uh, all the link them you can possibly want. Just click the link on our IG page and you will see it there. So continue listening with us. This is episode six. Ep- episode seven I will come up soon. We're out. This is our tackle.